live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, 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 one and all. That's right, it is Tuesday, April 6th, year of our Lord, 2021. It is 11 a.m. Welcome to Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving, super, super God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. So many of you know me, so many uh, of you have followed me for so long, but for the newcomers, welcome to the show. You're going to get truth here. You're going to get a little humor here. Well, maybe more than a little humor. You're going to get positivity here, and you're going to get the gospel here. So if you don't like any of those things, it's probably best that you don't waste your time clicking the thumbs down button, because if you do, then nobody cares. But if those things uh, that I that I just mentioned uh, you do like, then I think you're going to stick around and have a good time. And I encourage you to share because if we get, usually get about three thousand people between a couple platforms watching live, if everyone shared that, it would be an instant uh, growth for the show. And it just takes a few seconds to copy the link and share it to a couple different places. So I encourage you to do that, um, guys. I got a heck of a show for you today. I got one heck of a show for you today. Today's show, we're going to be touching on a few things. Um, we're going to be touching on, of course, we're still talking about the MLB, or BLM if you say it backwards, and their decision and how completely hypocritical it is. We're going to be talking about how everything is crumbling down. Everything is starting to backfire for the Dems. Everything. It might look like they're winning. It might look like that they're uh, they're moving things and moving the uh, moving the chains. But they're really not. Everything is starting to close in on them and uh, Dr. Fraud Fauci. We're going to be talking about Mike Lindell's new social media platform that's coming out next week already. We're going to be talking about how Facebook uses these fact checkers to fact check, but they were just caught lying and many, many more things. So for all of you who are watching live on YouTube, I want to welcome you and thank you. For all of you who are watching on the website right now, I want to welcome you for the live show and to thank you so very much for your shares and your likes and your viewership. And for those who are listening on the podcast, uh, maybe because you're at work or maybe because you're driving, uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And you can also uh, share the podcast as well right from rss.com. And for everyone, the thousands and thousands of people who watch this broadcast later, I would like to encourage you to all do the same thing as if you're watching it live. Uh, Because, hey, the more eyeballs and the more eardrums on any conservative show, uh, it is a blessing. And if you find a conservative show, not just mine, but others like Dan Bongino or David Harris Jr. or anybody else's, I encourage you to do the same thing to them, uh, to their show, because that's how we win. We stick together. We're united through the gospel and we stick together like that. So let's give some live shout outs to those who are watching right now I um, uh, via YouTube. And uh, Heather Tulips says, good morning. Provo person says, morning from an invisible person who posts invisible comments. How you doing, Provo? 
If that's invisible, then I'm a superhero because I read it. We got Louise Poe says, hey, y'all. Marion Darrow says, good morning. Andrew Reed says, good morning, Patriots. Rosemary Wingett says, good morning, everybody. From North Carolina, we got Randy Tinch from the great state of Indiana. Wendy Willowers says, shout out from the PA Swamp. Candy Cloud is watching from Michigan. We got Adam Reeves watching from OHIO. Anna Fontenant says, good morning. Hans McConaughey. Uh, says, in the house. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Frankie Pelequin says, good morning and God bless. Well, God bless you, Frankie. And uh, may he cover you in an armor of God wherever you go and whomever you speak with. Anna Scott is watching from Texas. Jennifer uh, Courtney is watching from PA as well here on YouTube. And we got Hillary Lund watching from Oregon. Let's give a couple more while you guys are getting the video out. Jerry Nehemiah from uh, Spring Texas. True Ness is watching from Seattle, Washington, and Nicole Watts is watching from Indiana. And hello to Paul, Janney as well. You guys are the lifeblood of this show. You guys are the force multipliers. If it wasn't for you, none of this would exist, and I wouldn't be doing this for a living. All because of you, your subscriptions, donations, and everything you buy from the store allows me to do this, and allows me to support my family of five kids. It's truly a blessing, and I will never forget any of you for what you've done. I'd also like to give a special shout-out to Holly Tyndall. Now, Holly Tyndall sent me something. I've had it uh, sitting with uh, the boxes of stuff that I still have to open. And when I opened this this morning, I almost cried. And I almost cried because this isn't something that Holly Tyndall bought bought in a store. This isn't something that Holly Tyndall ordered off Amazon. Like a lot of you... She has an amazing skill, and God has made us all in a unique way. And Holly Tyndall sat down over this COVID months that we've had, and she got back to painting. She said 50 years ago, she used to draw and paint. And during COVID, she decided to pick up that hobby once again. And I let me allow me to show you the result of using God's skill that he has given you on loan. This, ladies and gentlemen is from Holly Tyndall, hand-painted this wonderful picture of Donald J. Trump hugging and holding our precious American flag. And I'll tell you what, my studio is quickly becoming inundated with gifts and crafts that you guys have made me, like that wonderful quilt that you saw last night. So I'd like to say thank you so very much, and God bless you, Holly, for sending me this wonderful, amazing painting that you did by yourself, with the skill that God gave you on loan. And I cannot wait to put that up somewhere here in the studio, uh, along with everything else that everybody has sent me. And I can't wait the end of this week to be able to show you guys on camera exactly what this studio looks like. You are all wonderful people. I don't know... (laughs) I don't know... uh, if there's a better audience out there than the ones that watch this show. I truly don't. We used to have about 30,000 people that would watch live on Facebook. Um, And we moved over here and we got about a tenth of that. We got about 3,000 people who watch live now. But you know what? You guys are the true... Uh, dedicated people to the show, and I want to thank you so very much. Okay. Also, you can follow me if you if you if you read the scrolling text at the bottom of the screen. You can follow me on Rumble. You can follow me on Telegram, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Parlor, and yes, even on TikTok. And I'm actually going to be adding Clout Hub, Streamyard, Vimeo, Roku, and Firestick by the end of April. 
So by the end of April, you're going to have 12 different outlets, including digital TV, where you'll be able to watch Live from America and never, ever, ever miss an episode or a podcast. And we'll actually be adding more hosts and more shows to a 24-7 broadcast on Roku and Fire Stick when that comes out. So we got about 1,800 people watching. If you could all do me the honor of liking and sharing, 1,800 shares would result in quite a few eyeballs and eardrums while I get ready to read to you the verse of the day. The verse of the day today is going to come from uh, 1 Peter 3.15. And I actually read this on version, my version app this morning, and it really prompted me to, to, um, to think long and hard and to pray uh, so hard for all of you to be able to have the courage and the knowledge to do exactly what Peter is saying in this verse. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So what does that mean? Well, it means, and again, 1 Peter three fifteen. it means be ready. When somebody asks you about your faith in the Lord, be ready, ladies and gentlemen. Be ready to answer them. And, 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 and I know it's hard, especially at first when you're first coming to the Lord. I know it's hard. I know you don't have the confidence. But if you let the Holy Spirit speak for you, you're always ready. Just be ready to answer anybody's questions on why you love the Lord, why you walk with the, the, the Lord. So this is what I wrote this morning in the newsletter. I wrote, I have had many, many friends from my former life, and I mean before I became a Christian, ask me about why I'm a Christian now. I have had them ask me many, many questions trying to either trip me up for my lack of knowledge or try to prove that the Bible is hypocritical. It's something that you're always going to run into in your new faith, in your new walk with Jesus, okay? Always. It doesn't matter. And and I wrote this. I admit that sometimes I don't have the answers. I just don't. Not the, not the true scripture-specific answer where I can point to something. However, I always know that the answer that I always know the answer that Jesus would want me to give once I search my heart and let the Holy Spirit answer the questions. You see, the questions asked to me are comparable to those of the Pharisees. They are well thought out questions, and these are from from friends who I've had even before I was a Christian, I still have now, and these are also asked of me of other people. And I say they're comparable to the Pharisees because they're well-thought-out questions to try and make you look foolish. They want a very specific answer tied to a verse in the Bible so that they can actually look it up. However, once they do, more questions follow, and it's it's a never-ending, revolving door of getting nowhere with most of them. But when you let the Holy Spirit guide you and answer the questions... It's all you need. You don't need a, a degree in, in ministry. You don't need to know every Bible verse in the Bible to answer questions. You really just need to have a close enough relationship with God and the Holy Spirit to let him answer. I, I, I can tell you this from experience. That's all you have to do. Okay? Um, 
You should be ready to answer how Jesus would answer when asked those questions. The more you speak with God and the more of a relationship you build with Jesus by talking with him daily, the more comfortable you will be answering your friends' and family's questions. And before you know it, you'll be initiating these kinds of conversations because you are comfortable and knowledgeable enough to let the Holy Spirit do the work for you. Okay? It's easy. It's as easy as just asking somebody in a conversation, and you can do this every single day. Ask somebody in a conversation if there's anything that they would like you to pray about for them. Most people will tell you, yes, most people will not refuse prayers for them, even if they are non-believers. And that is your chance to spread the gospel. Show them better than you can tell them, and let God take it from there. The real question for you is, if you were asked why you follow Jesus, what would you say? If you can answer that with a smile and your face is on your face and, and the confidence in your voice, then you are ready to do God's work and spread the good news. Amen? And I know a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And I can tell you this from experience that there was many times where I was having conversations with people who do uh, have a lot of knowledge of the Bible, who can point you to every verse, okay? And they told me that within 10 minutes of talking to them, I, I quoted like five scriptures and didn't even know it. Why? Because I let the Holy Spirit speak for me. Kathleen Grimm, who's watching on, or Graham, who's watching on YouTube, said she needs prayers. So ladies and gentlemen, you are false force multipliers. Please pray for Kathleen and everything that she needs, and God may you cover her in an armor uh, that protects her from all evil. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Lord's Prayer, and then we'll get to the first and foremost section of the day. Take off your hats if you got them on. on. Show that mop. Say it out loud so God can hear it, or say it internally for the Spirit to hear it. You ready? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Cowboy Joe said, Yeshua is my shield. That's right. Yeshua is Jesus. And I love, 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 love when people refer to him by that name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get right into it today. I, I am sending out three Bibles today, three separate Bibles. So praise God for that and praise God for, uh, for, for the gospel to get out there. The first and foremost section of today, we're going to start the day off right away, ladies and gentlemen, by giving a smarty. Let's give a smarty to the people of Texas and to the governor of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, because after... Um, taking away the mask mandate that he had on everybody, which he should have never done to begin with, but I get it, you're in between a rock and a hard place, 100% get it, right? After removing the mask mandate, the cases of the CCPV and the deaths have plummeted. Now, I know there's a little bit of, uh, you know, warm weather has come, and, um, you know, this time of year people are getting less sick, people are not getting the flu as much, but either way, since repealing the mask mandate, the CCPV cases and deaths have plummeted, and I'm going to show you a graph right now of how much they have actually plummeted. So, this is going to show you, here you go, um, as you can see here, we go all the way back to June 
at least on this uh, graph, it goes back to June, even May, April. So you can see it's way down here. And then you can see June of 20, uh, 2020, it went way up. And it kind of stayed up, if you can see my cursor here. Kind of stayed up. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here we go. As you can see, it kind of stayed up right here for June, July, August. Kind of went down in September, October, November. All right? And went back up during the winter. And then came back down. But right here is when the mask mandate was really pulled. And look at it. Look at it go down. Look at it go down. Look at it go down. And that's... That's the way it should always, if you ask me, ladies and gentlemen, the mask mandate, if you ask me, my personal opinion, and I'm not a doctor, but if you ask me, that is exactly what has kept people sick, and that is exactly what has kept people um, worried, stressed, which also leads to sickness. Your emotions can lead to sickness. Have you ever heard of a hypochondriac? Have you ever heard of somebody, uh, Munchausen syndrome, who somebody actually uh, believes they're sick so much or believe, or is afraid of getting sick so much they actually worry themselves right into sickness? So right there, ladies and gentlemen, that's proof that the mask mandates actually didn't do anything as far as the cases and the deaths go. And if you look at places like Florida and compare it with New York, they're about the same. And New York didn't make everybody in the world mask up. Sounds a lot like the flu, doesn't it? Now, I'm going to agree. I will say this, and I'll say it from personal experience. My kids usually come home during the winter, during the cold months, every year, and pass around the flu over and over and over and over again. So the overuse of masks probably has curbed some light common cold and flu, you know, uh, catching. But did it constitute locking everybody down? No. Did it constitute masking and muzzling everybody? No. So I don't think that um, <laughs> those thin little face diapers actually stopped a virus from going from person to person. That's just my opinion. So big shout out to the uh, to the state of Texas for uh, for the for the the decisions that they've made. Okay. Now, since the mask mandate has been removed in Texas, they've also started opening up to 100% capacity. Now I'm going to show you an amazing picture of something that happened just yesterday. All right? Check this out. This is in Texas at the Texas Rangers game versus the Blue Jays yesterday. As you can see, absolutely packed, side-by-side, side, Americans out enjoying America's pastime. Now, I'm not going to, this is a point where I'm not really going to go in on the MLB so much because I want to focus on what we're seeing here on the screen. We're seeing 38,238 freedom-loving Americans enjoying outdoors, enjoying each other, and enjoying sports. Sports that should not be compromised in any way by politics because there should be no, uh, there should be no marrying of the two. You should just let sports be sports, let Americans have the what they want, and look at that. Barely anybody wearing masks, 38,000, over 38,000 people enjoying freedom, enjoying America the way it should be, and look at that. Packed stadiums once again, ladies and gentlemen, and it's never going to go back. It's never going to go back to the way it was before. 
Okay, the UFC, Dana White, the president of the UFC, he's going. He has two stadiums, one in uh, Florida and one in Texas, who are already sold out for the next two UFC events. You got uh, sporting events already going full capacity, and and the world is going to start seeing. Wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. People are actually still doing everything, and the the numbers are way down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, could Jim Brewer be wrong? Or the, the numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Grandma killer. <laughs> Remember that video we showed? So, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, America is getting back to America. I truly love it, and I'm truly grateful um, for, the, uh, for the governors who decided to, I don't know, give people their freedoms back. As much as they should have never taken them to begin with, I'll take a win when I get a win, okay? Also, because of that stadium being packed, Resident Corn Pop had some bad things to say about Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, uh, Resident Corn Pop himself, Mr. Harry Legs, Joe Biden, actually mumbled through his mask enough for you to understand that he was not happy. He was not happy about Texas opening up full capacity and letting a stadium fill up to watch baseball. Well, guess what, Joe? Nobody cares. What an illegal resident of our White House says, especially when he can't even formulate a complete sentence without going, Ugh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and here's some more good news about the state of Texas and Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, he just signed an executive order banning the CCPV passports. Can I get an amen? And you might as well take a slurp of your coffee right now because that was three incredible pieces of great news to start out the show on the first and foremost section right here on Live from America. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's get those shares out on social media, ladies and gentlemen. Let's grow this show instantly to the, to the heights that it used to be back when we were on Facebook. And we have been growing ever since. Um, but it was one of the greatest things that ever happened, leaving Facebook, to be honest with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving from some great news to some not-so-great news, but something that will come back and bite them, just like Dr. Fauci, just like the lockdowns, just like the wokeism, just like the money they're spending, just like the illegal election that they just stole okay it always it will all come back to bite them mark my words the senate parliamentarian allows the democrats to basically evenly split a 50 50 chamber to rely on a 51 vote threshold to advance the infrastructure bill rather than the 60 votes typically needed this is them going around the filibuster Okay, this is Chuck Schumer going in and begging the Senate parliamentarian who is obviously woke liberals as well and allowed the Democrats to do an even split on the infrastructure. Now, they can't do this on H.R. 1, okay, because the H.R. 1 is actually rooted in the Constitution as far as voting laws, but they got them to allow them to do it here. So now they don't need 60 votes in order to push the infrastructure bill through. They only need the majority, which they have a 50-50 split in the Senate and Kalema Harris, Miss 2%, would be the, def- the deciding vote that gave them their infrastructure money to go on and build, basically do the Green New Deal. They don't need the 60 votes that they typically need, okay? Here's the kicker, though. Joe Manchin from West Virginia came out yesterday and said that he will not support the infrastructure bill if it raises corporate taxes, which it has to raise corporate taxes to pay for it. So, if Joe Manchin came out and said that, and he also said 
during the same statement that other Democrats are also not going to go along with the infrastructure bill as long as it raises corporate taxes. Now, the corporate taxes used to be 35% under Barack Hussein Obama. They used to be 35%. Think of that, 35% taxed on corporations. No wonder they went to China. No wonder they went to Indonesia. No wonder they went to South Korea. No wonder they went to South America. No wonder they went to everywhere else in the world but America when they were 35%. So when President Trump came in and he did the tax cuts, he took it from 35% all the way down to 21%. That's a 14% on billions and billions of dollars that these corporations were able to keep. And what do they do with it? What do billionaires do when they get that, that kind of money and they own corporations? They invest it back into the corporations so they can grow them bigger so they can make more money, which in turn makes more jobs for Americans. It's not hard to figure out. It's basic economics, something that you should learn in high school, but they don't teach you that anymore. Remember home ec? Remember when you had home ec in school, home economics? They don't have that anymore. They don't have that anymore. So it went down from 35% down to 21%. Now, resident corn pop wants to take it from 21% back up to 28%. When you're talking billions of dollars, 7% is a lot of money. And it's money that these corporations are going to hold to their chest and not put back into their corporations, which means no more jobs, or they're just going to take their companies and move them out again. But this is what the left wants. The left wants to weaken our military. The left wants to weaken our economy. The left wants to weaken our spirit. The left wants to weaken everything as long as their seats and their money and their homes are secure in their gated communities. So Joe Manchin and other Democrats have said... If you raise the corporate taxes in order to pay for this bill, we are not going to support it. What would that do? That would make sure that the infrastructure bill, or I should say the Green New Deal, not go through. So again, ladies and gentlemen, your force multipliers, you guys are the ones that watch this show that actually do things. I would encourage you to call Joe Manchin's office still every day or every week and say how much you support his decision to support America and the interests of America and not vote for this Green New Deal and not vote to get rid of the filibuster. Those are the two things that Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, and other blue dog Democrats who are not so woke, who are not so far left, are still able to stand up for the people that, they've, um, that they represent. Okay, So I just wanted to keep Keep you guys aware of what's going on when it comes to some of these bills that the the Democrats are trying to ram through. And remember, it will backfire. In 2024, when we have all three houses again, which we will, I encourage Republicans to stop being so spineless, stop being so weak, stop being such cowards, and actually do to them what they did to us. Since they're making it legal and all, let's play by the same rules here. Problem is, Republicans have never have a fight. Never, ever, ever have a fight in their uh, in their in their guts. They just don't. They never have and hopefully they will once 2022 comes around and 2024 comes around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give our first dumb dumb award of the day today and it's going to go to none other than Major League Baseball or if you say it backwards, Black Lives Matter. MLB, BLM, they get the first dumb dumb award of the day and we're going to put it right in the swamp donkey bucket because that is who they're representing and that is who they love. So the first dumb dumb award today goes to the MLB and this is why ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to let me make something as clear as mud for you. And I say that because the <laughs> the decision behind this is so stupid and it makes zero sense. But let's check this out, okay? Major League Baseball is so woke, 
And if you don't, by the way, I need to explain what woke is. If you don't know what woke is, it means that you're so keen to the way the man has held down the world. You understand things that were kept from you. All these conspiracy theories and blah, blah, blah. You're debunking all of them and you are breaking up the white uh, stronghold of this world and, and, and you're woke. Okay, you're taking the world to a whole new direction, which is inclusivity, LGBTQ, BLM, you know, all that kind of, you know, burning cities if you don't agree, taking your ball and going home, crybaby, don't know how to work, don't know how to be held accountable, whine, you know what I mean, you get it. Before I start saying things I shouldn't say, that's what wokeism is. So the MLB is so woke that they took the all-star game from one of the largest minority communities in America, 51%, by the way, is the percentage of people who are minorities in, in, the, in, the, in Atlanta, in Georgia, okay? You took it from one of the largest minority communities in America, 51%, and you gave it to a rich, white community that only has an 8% minority count. Only 8%. So you went from 51%, to 8% because it was racist. You took it from a diverse community and gave it to a rich white community with no diversity. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, you took it from a 51% diverse uh, minority community, gave it to a rich white community, which only has 8%, but you gave it from, you took it from one state that actually expanded early access to voting and implemented voter ID laws and you took it to a state that doesn't have hardly any early access to voting and who has voter ID laws. Tell me how that makes any sense. Is that not hypocritical? Is that not racist? Is the MLB racist? Was this their, we're doing it and pointing it at you moment that they always have on the left? They're taking it from one state that has tons and tons of people who are not white and giving it to a state that has mostly white people. They're taking it from communities that need the money and giving it to communities that have money. They're taking it from a state that is allowing you early access to voting and expanding voting rights and giving it to a state that doesn't allow it and has very strong voter ID laws. It doesn't make any sense. You want to know why? Because Colorado is not a swing state. That's why. You want to know the truth? I'm going to give you the truth right here. It's because Colorado is not a swing state and Georgia is. Georgia was the focal point along with Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona. It was a swing state in the election. And they know that it could go either way. And they have spent so much money into Stacey Abrams, letting her lie, letting her become a millionaire off the backs of not only millionaire corporations, but also poor people poor minorities in Georgia. They have put so much money into her and now they realize that they're not going to be able to get get away with it. So they're mad. They're taking their ball and going home and they're going to a state that's not a swing state. That they that they know that they have no chance of losing regardless. They have a chance of losing Georgia. They lost Georgia, to be honest with you, and that forensic audit that Brad Raffensperger does not want to happen is going to show that. And people are going to be held accountable for it. This is why they're trying to show you A bunch of lies to get away from the truth of what happened in a swing state. You want to talk about real? That's real, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why they're doing it. Now, since we're talking about boycotting people who are racist, since we're talking about boycotting people who don't give humans the ability to vote or respect human rights, 
Why is the left not boycotting China over the Olympics? Why is the left, because the right is, why is the left not boycotting the Olympics held in China? Why? China violates more human rights than any other country on the planet. China released the CCPV on the world and destroyed economies, businesses, wealth, and lives and killed people. China has zero rights when it comes to their citizens and gives them no kind of decision-making or no opportunities to vote for what they want to vote for ever. They're the CCP. Why isn't the left boycotting the Olympics? If it's all about voter rights and it's all about the rights of minorities, hmm, hmm, bring that up against your liberal friends who literally don't know anything at all. Aaron Reardon says, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. Lorraine Adams says, racist, definitely. Exactly. Somebody said, uh, yep, boycott the Olympics. Amanda Collins says, 100% real, Jeremy. And Darlene Horton on, on YouTube says, the left is in love with China. Exactly right. Exactly right. Jason Duckett says, proof is simple. America is back to work. <laughs> Ah, okay. Moving on, Mike Lindell, ladies and gentlemen, his new social media platform is called Frank. And the F has got like a little talk bubble around it. So apparently that's going to be their icon for their app. And that will be the icon or their logo to, you know, kind of throw it in the face of Facebook. So his social media site called Frank, you know, let me be frank with you and, and, and let me be frank and open and freedom of speech. Um, they, uh, they're actually coming out next week, next week. That's how fast he pushed for, and now of course it takes a lot of money. It takes billions of dollars. I get it. I get it. But they're coming out next week and followed by, in just a couple short months, President Trump's social media site. The left is freaking out about this. Why? Because this is the end of Twitter and this is the end of Facebook. This is the beginning of the end for these totalitarian dictatorship, freedom of speech, hating losers. And I love that. So can we get a round of applause? Can we get an amen for Mike Lindell, who's out there being the tip of the spear, fighting this woke left who owns and operates everything, it seems like, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. So that'll be out next week, and it'll be another platform that I'm adding to the 12 that I already told you about uh, for Live from America. And I can't wait to see what it's all about. And I hope that it has live videos. Okay. Um, Jason Duckett says, I got a shout out. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But leave it to the left. <laughs> leave it to the left to think that when somebody's criticizing them, they actually get a shout out. But that is the, that's the arrogance in the vein of the left. They truly don't get anything, do they? Anything. And they don't care to get anything. Kind of like that guy I asked, um, so you're okay with the country going to complete hell as long as President Trump isn't tweeting at two in the morning on Twitter. Yep, I'm okay with the economy crashing and, and everybody losing their job. But that's what that's what they do. Let me take my ball and go home. <laughs> wow. Anyway, like being like being the biggest dummy in a bag of dum dums. You know what I mean? Yay, I'm the biggest one. Anyway, let's give another Dumb Dumb Award, and we're going to get, not to, not to him, not to him, because we already know that. Let's give a Dumb Dumb Award to Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. 
because they are literally planning their own demise. Facebook has a fact checker group called Lead Stories, okay? Now, I had a lot of run-ins with Lead Stories. I had the reporters emailing me every single day to say, "Can we get a can we get a statement from you? Can we get a statement from you regarding your last post? Your last your last post was misleading. Can we get a statement from you?" I kept all of their um reporters' emails as well so that we could have fun with those someday. But Lead Stories is just as is just as much uh, a bunch of losers as Politifake, and they're just as much a bunch of losers as USA Yesterday and the AP and all these other third-rate, third-party, 12-year-old fact-checkers that are hired by Facebook to basically fact-check opinions even nowadays. Well, Facebook had a fact-checker, uh, has a fact-checking company that they pay called Lead Stories. Well, Lead Stories is now fact-checking and removing people's content, leading to suspension of people who are saying that Pete Buttigieg did not ride his bike to and from the White House, you know, to show how to show how green he was, to show how woke he was. Pete Buttigieg actually took rode a bike to the White House for last week's cabinet meeting, and then left the White House on his bike in his little tiny helmet to protect his little tiny noggin in case he fell off the bike. Okay. So everybody's saying that did not happen. He did not ride his bike all the way. And lead stories is going is coming out, and they are. <laughs> basically suspending you from Facebook if you put that narrative out. But they were caught lying. Lead Stories is caught lying. Facebook is caught lying. And I'm going to show you the video that proves right now that they were lying. Here is a video taken of Pete Buttigieg actually getting his bike out of the back or off the back of one of his Secret Service agents' um, SUV literally two blocks from the White House so he could ride the bike to the White House for the photo op, okay, and then leave the White House on his bike just to drive down two blocks and put his bike back on the same truck that he got out of in the first place. And we caught them. And this is proof that Facebook lies, okay? If you haven't seen the video, here you go. Got to get on a special little helmet to protect his special little head. Yep. This was literally two blocks from the White House. Can't get away with anything nowadays, guys. Cameras everywhere. Pete Booty Plug. Oh, look, he's got his little flashing light on the back. Got to be safe. And then watch the SUVs follow him to the White House. Yay! Let's go, everybody. We're riding our bicycles to the White House. Having so much fun. We're green and we're woke. So don't tread on us. <laughs> Hey, lead stories. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Okay. Like I said, everything, all their lies will catch out to, up to them. And every one of their scams and every one of their schemes will corner them 
to the point where they're going to be like rats in a cage, cornered. Speaking of rats, last week I called Dr. Fauci a rat because that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a little rat gnawing on cheese telling you what to do. So I have nicknamed him Master Splinter because if you don't know who that is, Master Splinter was the rat that taught the Ninja Turtles how to become ninjas (laughs) and he was their father. So Master Splinter, Dr. Fauci, the rat himself, will actually be on Nickelodeon next week on a little show that they have called News Breaks, okay? And he's going to be answering kids' questions concerning COVID-19. Think about that. Think about Master Splinter, the rat himself, Dr. Fauci, answering children, answering questions about the CCPV on Nickelodeon. Now, we already know how much this rat face lies to the American people every day. We already know how much money this rat makes in our White House. And we know how he was he handled the AIDS uh, pandemic so terribly that it ended up leading to hate crimes and people hating gays. That was all Dr. Ratmouth Fauci, okay? Master Splinter himself. That was him. That was him and Dr. Burks, the liar, who, who could not even... Who could not even um, Uh, handle the AIDS pandemic without causing another pandemic, which was hate crimes against gay people. Remember that? Remember the Ryan White story in the early 80s? Yeah. Dr. Fauci was around back then being a rat gnawing on things back then. Well, now he's going to be going and indoctrinating children, answering their CCPV questions on Nickelodeon. Shame on you, Nickelodeon. And shame on the people that run that station for letting this rat-faced loser come on their station and indoctrinate kids when kids shouldn't even be worrying about this kind of stuff. They should be worrying about what kids worry about. Especially since they have a 99 point what percent chance of surviving. Get out of here, rat face. Alright, let's move on from rat mouth to a, to a smarty, okay? We're going to give a smarty award. And this smarty award is going to go to Mark Burnovich. Mark Burnovich is the AG, the, uh, the Attorney General for Arizona. Now, remember when I told you that the attorney generals from each of these states need to work together and file file charges, not a lawsuit, but actually file charges on the Biden administration and Homeland Security and everybody else who's involved in being complicit in allowing people to come across the border and and, and create, uh, break laws and, and get felonies for it, right? Well, that's the Biden administration. They're responsible. They're the ones who invited them. They're the ones that told the Border Patrol to stand down. And they're the ones that are dispersing them through the country without giving them COVID tests, without giving them court dates, without giving them anything but your taxpayer dollars, which is now upwards of $100 million, and dumping them in your tiny little communities for your tiny little communities to pay even more money to them so they can live in our country. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like that's starting to happen because the Arizona Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, has formally invited um, Mrs. 2%, Kalame Harris, to the border so that she can get a first-hand look and have, quote, first-hand insight into why the border is a crisis and exactly what's going on there because he says you cannot see what's actually happening to the America from Washington. You need to get your butt down here and you need to see exactly what's happening so that you know exactly what's happening, i.e. the laws that are being broke and the strain, the economic strain and just the physical strain uh, that it's putting on American border uh, Americans, the border agents and ICE agents. 
He said, you need to come down here and see this. I think this is the first step that an AG from a state is making to reach out to the Biden administration to say, hey, you better get a hold of this. You better get a handle on this. And your first step is to take an invitation to come down here with us and see exactly what's going on on our borders. If she refuses this invitation, if she declines this invitation, I think you're going to see more attorney generals coming out. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I said you need to call your attorney general's office and put pressure on them to bring charges against the, the, the current resident of the United States, the current vice resident of the United States, and every one of their cabinet members that are complicit into breaking American federal law and, uh, and, and allowing this invasion, welcoming and allowing this invasion to happen on our southern border. So shout out to Mark Burnovich. Now, here's another thing that I want. This is education time, okay? You ready? You got a pencil? Got a pen? Got a piece of paper? Got your phone? Got anything that will allow you to jot notes? Because if you don't, now would be a time to take a sip of your coffee or go grab a pencil or a pen. Because I'm about to show you a little, I'm about to give you a little bit of education. Actually, I'm about to give you some ammo for you to fire back at your dumb, dumb liberal friends or colleagues who literally don't know their butt from their elbows. Are you ready? Here we go. <clears throat> I am sick and tired of seeing Brother Fredo and Joe from and Joe and Mika from Morning Joe and all these other CNN and MSNBC pundits when they're invited on a conservative show to sit there and and talk over the host of the show to tell you that there is no proof at all of any kind of voter fraud that no courts took it. Well, they're right about that. No courts did take it. And that they say there's no proof of voter fraud, that everything that these, that these states are doing, all these election integrity laws that are being passed is all based on a lie because there's no proof of voter fraud. Well, I'm going to run down some proof. And, and I, I never understand why the hosts of these shows don't mute them to shut them up and say, you're on my show. And I'm going to tell you, since you're either too ignorant or too stupid to understand exactly what happened in the 2020 election, I'm going to give you just a few examples of the voter fraud that did happen that I can prove to you that happened. So shut your liberal mouth for five seconds and listen to the voter fraud instead of talking over me to say there was no voter fraud. Okay? This is how you combat their narrative that there was no voter fraud. Are you ready? Here we go. Thousands and thousands, tens of thousands between all the states of sworn testimony of cheating or wrongdoing. Sworn testimony, ladies and gentlemen, at the risk of, uh, of perjury, which is, which is against the law, which you could do jail time for. Tens of thousands of sworn testimony of cheating or wrongdoing. Okay, Windows being boarded up after Republican poll watchers were kicked out, which is illegal. Because by law, you're supposed to have Republicans and Democrats there watching the counts, watching the ballots being counted. You kicked them out and boarded up the windows so nobody could look in. That is illegal. That is a form of voter fraud. And we have video footage of that. We also have video footage of not one, not two, but three different facilities where trucks and cars full of ballots were being unloaded in the middle of the night after counting was supposed to have stopped. No more ballots in, no more ballots to count except for the ones that we got in by a certain time. We have video footage of this in Atlanta, we have video footage of this in Michigan, and we have video footage of this in Pennsylvania. More voter fraud. Let's continue to go so that we have more to, to more ammo. State legislature, state legislators were left out of the loop in every swing state, in every 
swing state, ladies and gentlemen, that is Arizona, that is Michigan, that is Wisconsin, that is Georgia, that is Pennsylvania. In every one of these states, uh, swing states, state legislatures were left out of the loop. In all of these states where the governors, the secretary of states, and the state supreme courts uh, decided to take it upon themselves to change voting laws right before the election and after the election even to change the voting laws and to change the state rules to fit their COVID narrative to allow more votes to come in. That is illegal. You can't do that. The only people that have jurisdiction, the only people that have the power in these states to make the voting laws and to make the voting rules are the state legislatures, state legislatures themselves. That means the House of Representatives and the state Senate. The Secretary of State, the State Supreme Court, and the, and the Governor have no right to make election laws. And they actually changed them going around the state legislature so that they could have more time for mail-in ballots and drop box, ba- drop box ballots to come in. Okay, let's move on. Arrests were made and people have been charged and convicted already for illegal ballot harvesting in, in, in Texas and buying votes from nursing homes and living assisted people. That was shown by... Um, Project Veritas. They had three different um, videos where they actually proved and showed that these people did something illegal by buying votes or trading uh, items for votes, but they could only vote one way. And people were charged and convicted of this already. But wait, there's more. Proof that Dominion machines were hooked up to the internet, which is illegal. How do I know of this proof? Well, it was on video. Our good friend, Javon Hutton Pulitzer, was in Georgia during a hearing, during a hearing, and actually hacked a voting machine from Dominion that was currently in use that people were voting from at a polling station live in real time. Remember that? Remember that? That actually happened. They're not allowed to be connected to the internet. So if they're not allowed to be connected to the internet, then how did he hack into them? That's against the law. That is voter fraud. But wait, there's more. Proof of dead people voting, out-of-state people voting, underage people voting, and double voting. Especially in the state of Michigan and Wisconsin, there was so much double voting that the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin ordered 210,000 ballots to be removed, which were never removed, which went in and counted for votes for Joe Biden and ended up having a slate of electors sent for Joe Biden that should have never been sent from the state of Wisconsin. Hold on, liberals, you're still on mute while I educate you a little bit more because you're too ignorant or stupid to understand what actually happened. There's more. A record number of ballots being sent to adjudication. 70 and 80% in some counties were sent to adjudication where they can actually change everything on the ballot. Why is there 70 and 80% of ballots going to adjudication? That is what the forensic audits are going to show in Arizona and Georgia. Okay? But wait, there's more. Illegal margin of error. Okay? In at least three swing states. We already know in Arizona and in Michigan, that there was 60 and 70% of a a rate of error. That is illegal because by law, by the FEC, you are not even allowed to have over 1% of an error rate. These places had 50, 60, and 70%. 50, 60, and 70%. You're not even allowed to have 1%. The legal limit is 0.08%. Okay? That's where I'm going to stop. I'm not even going to go on any further, but there's more. There's always more. Those are just the ones that I thought of at the top of my head. 
So you can take everything that I said, you can write it down, and you can tell next time a liberal says, there's no evidence of voter fraud, tell them to shut their mouths for five minutes and use the two ears that God gave them to listen twice as much as they speak to the voter fraud that you can prove and you can show them. Kathleen Olson said, I thought it was 15%. It's 0.08% in most states is what the FEC allows. Not, 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 even, a, not even 1%. All right? Um, if it's 15% somewhere, please show me, okay? Um, I got a couple more things here. I'm sorry the show is so long today, but I really wanted to get through a lot of this stuff for you. I got a couple more things I want to show you here. We're talking about people who are said to be terrorists, right? We're talking a lot about insurrectionists. We're talking a lot about people terrorizing neighborhoods and making threats against elected officials and uh, law officials, right? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to play for you a video from a BLM activist leader of a, of a small chapter threatening terrorism on the United States of America. But yet she remains free and the FBI doesn't even care to look into it. Ready? Here we go. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Mm. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Okay, so no matter what the outcome of the actual trial, no matter what, no matter the outcome of the evidence that is actually starting to prove that he wasn't murdered and there was no maliciousness that was happening. Okay. You're saying if he's not convicted because the woke left wants him convicted because of emotions, not because of evidence, because of emotions, then buildings and cities are going to burn. That's a threat. That's insurrection. That's terrorism. Why isn't she in prison? Why isn't she charged? Why isn't she at least arrested or spoken to? I'll tell you why. Because she doesn't look like a saltine American. That's why. That's why the left wants to continue to pander to people that aren't white so they can garner as many votes as they can possibly get from non-whites so that they can say white man bad just like orange man bad. That's a threat. Just saying. Um... Here's another question you guys always ask. Why does the left seem to own everything? We talked about this yesterday. We said for the longest time the narrative was that the right was in bed with big corporations. That Republicans and big corporations were in bed together. That's not been the case. We're finding out through all of this that the left is the one that's in bed with the big corporations. And the left is the one that tells the corporations what to do. So you might have to ask yourself lately, why is Woca-Cola, Delta, United, American... Dell Technologies, and all these other companies, why are they automatically just coming out and sticking their nose where it doesn't belong in politics when they have nothing to do with politics? Nothing of their business has anything to do with politics whatsoever. So you, so you ask yourself, how are they all coming out against Georgia, against these voting laws that make no sense? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you why right now. And this is where the right really dropped the ball, okay? Washington. And the swamp and the politicians that have lived there for 30 and 40 years, like Stretch Face Armstrong and the rest, they have taken over corporate boards. 
Meaning that they have, so what, here's what happens. These big corporations like Delta and Coca-Cola and the rest of them, they actually go through um, what, what they call uh, search firms. And these search firms go out there and they actually get high profile people, billionaires, rich people, people that have a lot of influence. And they get them, these search firms go out and they seek these people to be board members on these big corporations. Okay. The left, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them over the last 30 years have bought up all the search firms. So if you go look and and you research all of these search firms that these corporations use in order to get, get them board members, people who have high influence and a lot of money. The left bought all of the search firms. So any of these search firms out there that get all these board members for these corporations, they're owned by the left. That means the left gets to hand pick who is on the board, who can make decisions, and who can tell the corporations what they can and cannot do, how they can and cannot uh, uh, do PR, how they market, and every big decision that these corporations make. That is why the left seems to own everything, own Hollywood, own Coca-Cola, own the airlines, own all the real estate, own these doctors. Why? Because they bought all the search firms and the Republicans let it happen and they sat back and did nothing for decades. And now you're seeing every major corporation come out and say these weird things. You're like, why are they saying that? Well, the reason why is because they own the search firms that, that, that are hired to put people on their boards. So in turn, the left owns the boards and the left owns the corporations. Now you know why. And the same thing goes for tenure at universities. So you wonder, why are all these liberal, why are all these universities liberal? Why are they, every one of these major universities seem to be liberal and they're indoctrinate, indoctrinating our youth? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the same thing is there. That's what tenure is. Tenure was put there by the left. The left actually created this thing called tenure so that they could have a stronghold and a stranglehold on the universities so that no conservatives could come in and take their jobs. It's the same exact thing. Tenure and search firms. That's how they run America. That's how they indoctrinate. That's how they make corporations do what they want them to do. They own Hollywood and they own everything. But what you're starting to see is a great awakening. You're starting to see the right start building their own they're starting to build their own and they're starting to expose the left and the left is going to be uh, backed into a corner like rat Dr. Fauci. They're going to be so screwed in the end of this that they're going to have nothing. So enjoy it while it lasts, you swamp donkey losers. Enjoy it while it lasts. Now, I want to finish the show on a high note today. Some, well, not really a high note, but something that we should celebrate, especially when it's one of our own. A God-fearing, God-loving Christian conservative like Representative Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn got married over Easter weekend, over a holy weekend like Easter. He got married in 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 a, in a small private ceremony to his girlfriend, who or his fiance, who was named Christina Bayardell, and she is now Christina Cawthorn. And he got married quietly over Holy Weekend to his fiance. And I just like to say. Congratulations, Madison Cawthorn. I hope to have you on the show someday. I know you know about the show. Um, so hopefully, if you see this episode, you'll come on. And I just want to say thank you so much for your... St- <laughs> I know this is pardon the pun, but standing up for America and standing up for your constituents and the people who voted for you. Congratulations. I hope you live a long, happy life with your new wife. And, um, and God bless you. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Please go to jeremyherald.com. Please consider becoming a monthly donor. Uh, You'll get that back off your first discount that you get buying something off the store. And every little bit of it goes to maintaining and the growth of this show as we get into digital TV 
and it helps give money to family farms for everything that you buy on the store. Thank you so very much. Listen to my music for free. Watch old videos and listen to old podcasts on JeremyHarrell.com. And coming soon, you're going to see the business directory and many, many more things on the website as we grow and as we add more things. Thank you guys very, very much. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. And remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, and we'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Remember, don't forget, share this video right now, right now. Just copy the link and share it, all right? See you guys later. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.